Today's Braised Bits is sponsored by No Ads. Right. Do you ever do do you love wandering places and going from place to place? Because then you're a no ad. Do you, need to, do you need to stop, rest, and keep going? Then you're I'll a no ad. We got some braised bits. This is an electric start. This is an electronic start. Welcome to Braze Bits. Lance, you sound semi-sick, semi-asleep, semi-automatic rifle. How are you feeling? You told me pre-recording that you just woke up from a nap. It's a weird Monday afternoon, early evening nap. What's going on under that chef's cap? Uh, I think I've contracted COVID-22. Ay, ay, ay. Good thing we're on Zoom. Yeah. You sick? In the head? No, I, I just I just literally woke up two minutes ago and I I had I guess I, I had a lack of sleep for a few days, uh, just random obligations, and it caught up to me. I was watching a documentary on Netflix called The My Octopus's Teacher. Heard about this. I haven't seen it, about this. It was good, but I just fell asleep after like 30 minutes and i when you wake up in the wrong spot mid nap kate woke me up she said chef lance it's time to braise <laughs> i would have slept you. through the pod thank goodness for kate she saved the day yeah jason's day would you mm-hmm. think that your overtiredness has anything to do with you crushing three bagels and that maybe your body is like just it's catching up to you yet you three bagels on saturday I have a correction. I texted Jesse during the day Saturday because Jesse seemed a little bit alarmed that I have bagels for snacks. Yeah, definitely. So I had a bagel for breakfast, bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. You would have been love that. Very proud. Toasted? No toasted. Okay. Don't love that. Had that for breakfast. Then I went out to Long Island for Mother's Day weekend. A weekend did you know i sure did and had a bagel for like breakfast like a not it wasn't brunch but it was the time in which one might eat lunch or late breakfast sure i was very hungry so i had another one and then what i failed to mention around 4 30 or 5 p.m i was also really hungry so first i had a banana for a snack because i knew it would be I knew it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. But then I was still even more hungry, so I had half a bagel. So I actually ended up having three and a half bagels. Jeez, Louise, three and a half men. The thing with bagels is if you're hungry, they're not going to fill you up. They're like, like, unless you have like a loaded up bacon, egg, and cheese is a good way to start the day. But you're just just throwing down carbs, throwing down simple sugars into your body. That's why you're you're a mess today. Your body's like, Lance, what what are you doing to me? Too many sugars. I think this is unrelated. I think I was just fatigued. I, just, I was intrigued, and then I was fatigued. It's fair. I just can't believe three bags. It's impressive. Thank you. You don't see that every day. I see it on Saturday. I got to see it to believe it. Yeah. Well, do you have any meal prep, or should we just dive into highlights? 
Do I have any? Not really. There was some some back and forth that we had about last week. If you didn't listen, there was a bluff that occurred. A buffalo wing. That was last week. That was last week. Oh wow! Feels time like that flies. Was like months ago. Time flies when you're taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, I was fully bluffed. Uh, listening back to it, shout out to the pod nemesis Eric Seidel. He did write in Philip Lee Roth's Philip Jackson's voice, um, which he really duped me. So now I have to kind of be on my toes moving forward. But then you did you followed it up with a text that you you shared with me from pod nemesis Seidel saying that I have grown on him like a fungus at first, Mm -hmm. you know, he thought like, uh, I'm a a fungus. And now he thinks I'm a tasty mushroom, which Mm -hmm. is such a classic Seidel thing to say, because it's like on the surface, it's a compliment. It's like, oh, now I'm a tasty shiitake. But he's telling me uh, my first impression. I was I was a fungus that I was like a, a gross. So I, I came back over the top. I'll be honest. I responded. I'm not sure if you shared it with Seidel. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it on the pod. Seidel to me is a, a mole that I need removed because it could spread around my body and, and really take me down. I need, I need him taken off of my body. I think you're just upset that you got duped because Seidel, he's a super duper. He's my superintendent. He did. I was, I was just upset that, uh, I laughed at Seidel. I don't. I don't like giving you giggles. It. I didn't love it. I love Phil Jackson, and anything that Phil Jackson writes, I enjoy. And he—that's what he wrote it in Phil Jackson's voice. Shout out Phil Jackson, Zen Master. Shout out to the Zen Master. That's all the meal prep I got. Really though, I don't. I don't have any other updates to share with you about anything. All right, great. Want to dive into some highlights? <laughs> I guess I could share a, a highlight. Please share the singer. Give it to me. Give it to me straight. Or give it to me any way you want. I have a few different highlights I can give you. I'll take the best one you got. I'll give you like one and a half. On Friday, I took a walk to Greenwood Cemetery, which is about like a half hour walk You're from cemetery guy. my apartment. I'm not, I'm not a big cemetery guy, but this cemetery is special. If you don't know Greenwood Cemetery, it's in the middle of Brooklyn. It was built like the early 1800s when there was just nothing, like there's nothing in around. It was like, let's build the people of New York City. The powers that be said, all right, we got some important dead people. We got to bury them, but this is a growing city. So let's build them outside of the city. And then as as time went on, the world turned. It spun on its axis of allies. It was allies. It got duped, super duper, and a whole city built around the cemetery. And it's just this large stretch of land. It's kind of in the middle of Brooklyn, and the cemetery itself is, I think, really beautiful. They have these like like giant mausoleums and tombs and like very old and. Um, you can walk around and you don't, it's one of those things where like Central Park, if you're in the right spot, you have no idea really that you're in the middle of New York City. It's there's kind of, it's a little bit hilly. So you could actually, at times there's some great views of, of Manhattan, of Manhattan skyline of downtown Brooklyn. And I always find this particular place a little bit calming because you see how elaborate we treat death 
and like in a positive way that like our little concerns that we have are of a trivial pursuit and it's just like a well-maintained place it's historical I really like it and then so I was there and I timed the walk in a way where I didn't realize how hungry I was so I was walking around and I was like oh man I'm really hungry I gotta leave and eat something so like a block or two away I went to this um Mexican uh like like place called guacamole king and just got some al pastor tacos and i ate them on the sidewalk and you know when you're just hungry and you have something that's really good oh yeah it was just one of the better things i've consumed in a long time and it was just magnificent just dining on the sidewalk al fresco street tacos that's sounds delicious in between a meal and a snack but it sounds like you're going for more of a meal I was, yeah. Did it fill and you up, Buttercup? Enough to enough to get home. And then when I went home, I had, I believe, I had another snack snack slash meal. I had a, like a banana toast with like peanut butter and toast and berries. There you go. Not yeah, too shabby. Not, Not too shabby. shabby. Yeah. And then Saturday, I went to Long Island for for Mother's Day weekend. Crushed Kate and I bagels. crushed some bagels. We went on a hike. We had some sushi. So overall, I went. I did some gardening. Wow! I, I was. I became one with the earth. Use your hands. Use my hands. Hands to myself. Wow! Feel self. And was this a request from uh, the pod madre? It's like you needed to do oh, some yeah. soiling. She's, she's like, uh, I gotta get your body all soiled. Soil yourself. Yeah. Soil myself. Yeah. Good for you. Nothing wrong yeah. with some gardening. Getting dirty? No, I could see myself being like a gardener, Weston Gardener, high school friend. Not just guy from high school, high school friend. Good name, Weston. It's a classy name. Yeah. Yeah. Weston. Yeah. Very nice. Sounds like a, a pleasant weekend filled with good food, cemeteries, and gardening. Yeah. Not too shabby. It took a lot out of you. It did. Yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Because I got back in the middle of the day yesterday, or late, like late afternoon yesterday, and then I went straight to do comedy, and I didn't, I didn't like get a chance to reset. Oh, you can't have that. Yeah, you're a big Sunday comedy guy, but after a long weekend, you kind of have to decompress. Yeah, back. yeah. Like reset button. Any update yeah. on the, on the uh, Derek Carr? No, the insurance. Got, no, no update. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That's the update. That might be the clip right there. That ten second. Like the, update, the insurance now. The update is drug. My my dad being like, Plenty, what to do with the car? Oh yeah, they'll come and then it'll probably be like some time. Perfect. Love that. We should we should have Drode call in with updates on the car. Or his this is an update. Uh, you know, I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make that a QAB. Right. Save, yeah. save it for the QAB. I uh my my highlight was basically like a, the weekend as well. The weekend the singer slash rapper friday night i had a show at the tiny cupboard in bushwick outdoors on the rooftop fantastic set great crowd it got a little cold when the sun went down it was a, a seven o'clock show and it was beautiful seeing the sunset at like 7 45 on the rooftop boulevard. The i am queens boulevard sunset street good street 
Street or Seidel. I love oh, streets. Right. It was just, it was a great crowd. Everyone there was like happy to be there. And I feel like when it got cold, I, I whipped out my comedy grill and kind of warmed everybody up with my hot bits. They kind of gathered around the, the grill and just put their paws on me. And I was I was I feel like I'm starting to get my mojo back with stand up, starting to get my my swagger, my my self esteem. Feel like I'm getting my identity back. Feeling good about that. I stayed over Friday night at my sister's apartment. She was a uh, at home, uh, Jake Del home in uh, Jersey for the weekend. And she's, yeah, uh, her apartment's in the village and it was kind of easier to get, stay over there than go back to a story after the show. So I had, it was like, I feel like a nice little excursion. I stayed over her apartment. I used her Peloton, had a nice couple of rides on the Peloton, uh, sweat, got my, my, my bones all nice and sweaty. Saturday, I went home at nighttime Back to, to uh, my parents' house for the weekend, Mother's Day, the next day. We had some family over for Mother's Day. Shout out to the Pod Madre. On Mother's Day, hosting a get-together. Just really just pulling out all the stops, being an MVP. I sent you a picture. We had bagels and locks. whole lot of locks. Um, locks of love. Yeah, a lot of love going on. I, I was uh, running around with my cousin's uh, two little kids who I still can't figure out like how they're related to me. They're like, my cousin's kids are not my nephews, but I consider them my nephews. I know. They, yeah, they're, we, we, yeah, they're, we've done this. We, we talked about this. We said this. It was a great Mother's Day. A lot. Of, I, I had a bagel and a half. I had a, I had a half a bagel at the, the get-together. And then when I went home last night, my mom sent me back with loads and droads of bagels. I, I froze... Most of them. She sent me back with a bunch of belly locks uh, and I had a bagel last night. And just like having a bagel last night made me, it filled me up, made me feel gross. I don't know how you had three, three bagels. Like going to sleep after eating a bagel. That's, that's why I feel like bagels are great breakfast food because it lets you digest it during the day. But overall, great weekend, seeing family, doing comedy, staying over in the village, felt like an excursion. And uh, I, I, just, I enjoy my sister's apartment a lot because she has, she lives on a great street for the most part. She's moving in with her, her boyfriend of the month and they're moving up to the Upper East Side. But she lives downtown right now. And just I took I tried to take in her street because it's one of my favorite streets. That's good. So you just to backtrack a little bit for your highlight, you had just like ate food, had some bagels and did some comedy. Yeah. You'd say it was like you digest for laughs. Funny or digest. Yeah. I digested. And you were jesting a little bit about, so your sister's on one street and she's moving to a different neighborhood. Sure is. That's a, that's like a specific route. It is a specific route. Yeah. What are you getting at? What am I getting at? What yeah. I'm getting at is that you're a treat and you were talking about streets. I was talking about streets. Um, this is one of those where you used to make me do all the heavy lifting. I'm trying to try to get you to do the bench press. I'm gonna give you no spot. What, what, what are you talking about, Lance? I'm talking. I given you a spot. There's a perfect parking spot. It's one of those streets where you park on the side. You know how it's like you're not really parallel parking, but you're pulling in on the side of the street. No, and that's what's happening. So is it a spot or is it a my double parked? You're not double parked. Nobody's double parked. Well, someone just zoomed by. Yeah. No one double parked? Nobody's this, double this parked. This is a real spot? 
real spot. It's open enough for you, for you to just kind of cruise right in there and tell us about where we're going in the rest of the episode. Oh, I, so I'm selling where we're going. If you're going to take this, if you're not going to take the spot, someone else could pull in. I'll take the spot. I, I love a good spot. When it's a great spot, I'll take it. We're talking streets, Lance. We're talking roots. We're talking, we're talking our top nine favorite streets. Streeter Seidel. We're talking our top nine favorite streets. I think this will be a fun one. Absolutely. A little bit of a... I can't go. wait for you to... For me to name a street and, and me to talk about it, and you're like, that's not the street you're thinking of. We'll see if that happens. Hopefully you did your research. By the way, I'm working on this bit. I did it yesterday for the first time. I think it has some promise. A lot of people doing research. You notice that? <laughs> Everyone I talk to, they're like, yeah, so the research I've been doing. In regards to what? Like what kind of research? Just like about people- the vaccine, about other vaccine, but kind of anything these days. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of research. Which oh, means just like- Congratulations. I didn't, I didn't know you got grant funding. <laughs> Horace Grant. Everyone's doing research. Everyone is, can be a researcher these days. Yeah. Well, you can tell by the fact that everyone possesses library cards and they're clearly all very used. Everyone's doing a study. Everyone's doing a focus group, putting their, their minds on Google and really diving deep. The research I've done is that you're all full of baloney, the cold cut, cold case, CBS. Crack it open. Crack open the case. This week's top nine, top nine streets, Lance. You want to get on base? I'll get on base. I do want to give the caveat that when you, so I said, I proposed this idea. You said you liked it. And then you asked, does this include any streets? Does this include boulevards, avenues, expressways, parkways? And I said, yeah, let's do it all. Sure. Kate asked me the same question. And I say, yeah. And she says, expressways aren't the same thing as streets. Oof. She said, you guys should do a top nine that are just expressways. And Oof. I said, I don't know if we could do that. I, I, feel, I feel like I only know nine expressways. And then she, she starts listing off all these expressways. So... Just, I just wanted to, to throw that out there. It was very interesting. It is very interesting. Kate, I didn't know that about Kate, that she was kind of an expressway, big, a big fan of expressways. Yeah. And highways. Yeah, that it's, you probably could do a top nine, but I think this is, we're, we're doing an overall, just like pavement with co- that cars go over. Love, love, but also, they don't have to be two ways, I guess, but true. You're, you're getting somewhere. There's some pavement. Go to Florida, the state. A lot of pavement that's unnecessary oh, yeah. and not necessarily in a street capacity. There's just extraneous pavement, parking lots. We're not talking about parking lots here. We're talking about routes. Canal. Top nine parking lots. Could be a great Root one. Canal. I'm starting number nine with Canal Street. It's a route. It was a con- not actually really a canal, but this is my number nine Canal Street in New York City. I think the history of Canal Street is very interesting. Number one, if you don't know the history... There was a pond slash lake, but really pond, kind of in the northern area of what is now the financial district of Manhattan, uh, kind of like just below what is now Chinatown. And in order to grow the city northward, the city government engineers, et cetera, realized they had to, they're going to have to drain this pond. 
which was very dirty and polluted and kind of didn't really serve much of a purpose. Drain it the had swamp. actually drained the swamp. It actually initially had been a fresh water source for the city, but then it got so polluted they had to drain the swamp and bring in the attorney general. Yeah, that would have been so cool to have a pond in Manhattan. I guess no, out of the park. A random pond. Would love that. A dirty pee. It was called Collect Pond. And it was Collect Pond because it collected a lot of grossness. Anyway, so they wanted to drain the swamp and they to kind of expedite it a little bit, they they built kind of like a dug like a little bit of a root for the swamp to get drained a little bit better. That root was paved over when it was done and it is today's Canal Street. Wow. Surprising they have that in the top nine. Canal Street kind of stresses so, me out. I like, Canal Street. I like Canal Street because there's a lot of hustle and bustle. And I just like the idea of a street when you walk. So it's, I mean, it's what, two miles maybe, the width, or three miles. I don't know. But so like the very, I actually lived right at the um, the eastern end. I, I lived right there uh, for the past few years. And the eastern end, you walk, it's a little bit, it's kind of like not as hectic. And then you get to the Manhattan Bridge, it gets very hectic and there's a lot happening. There's, yeah, people selling fake handbags. There's like souvenir shops, there's produce. I don't think there's any actually fish markets on Canal right now, but for a time there were. Um, yet further west, you get like, there's like, uh, I guess shuttered, like they're like stamps and like stamp stores and like ran like rubber and like random, like quasi industrial things. There's a good bagel store on the Western part of canal Tribeca bagels. I believe it's called you get to kind of Tribeca. Um, there is, I think it opened during this pandemic, a Jackie Robinson museum, uh, on the Western half of canal street, you get kind of close to the Holland tunnel. So one of the things I love about New York is when you walk around, every 15 minutes or so, you, you enter yourself into a totally new world. And Canal Street is kind of the epitome of that. And I enjoy it. Can't knock it. I can't, I can't knock Canal. I haven't really like gone up it. I've walked the whole thing. Definitely seen most parts of it. But to me, it seems like it's kind of like the activist of streets. It's kind of like Canal Sharpton. That's good. Thank you. That's a candidate. It's Candid. Pete Buttigieg. What'd that booty do? <laughs> okay. Sweet Pete, transportation. My number eight, we're going down to Louisiana. We're going I'll to see you. New Orleans. I'll buy you a drink on this street. Get a couple Wobbly Pops. Give me a road. It's one. Frenchman Street in New Orleans. A lot of people know Bourbon Street as the street. If there was a list of top nine worst streets, I would say Bourbon Street. Just, I'm sure at a time it had its day, but now it's just descended into chaos and madness and, and just very unpleasant, I think. Point you pleasant. do it once, you do it once and, and that's it. And it gets all the credit and all the fanfare, but Frenchman Street, kind of, I guess, right kind of at the edge of the French Quarter, I guess, neighborhood-wise, but the street, and it's like more live, it's like, it's lively. I feel like it's the street where if you, Go to New Orleans once or don't know anything about New Orleans, you go to Bourbon Street. But if you, you know, if you got your beak wet around there and you're looking for kind of a, just a, a vibrant, cult, more culturally rich experience, maybe you go to Frenchman Street. 
I feel like there's, you know, there's bars and stuff, but there's like more live music. Love that. Um, it just feels a little bit more. And again, I'm sure because I've only been to New Orleans a few times, I'm sure locals would be like that street's also kind of a bit of a tourist trap type place. Tourist trap person, streets though, or I, I feel like tourist traps are, they're tourist traps for a reason because they usually have a lot going on, which are, makes for a good street. And sometimes if they're playing trap music, then they're tourist traps. True. Sometimes they're a mouse trap. The game. Parent trap. It could be pretty parcheesy. Grill it but up. Frenchman Street, I feel like, is the a reflection of New Orleans that I enjoy. I feel like I was, you know, walking on there and I was like, oh, this is what I, I think this is more up your alley. A better vibe. A better vibe. It, sure. it, it seems it feels more right. David Wright. I never been to New Orleans on my bucket list. Really? Uh, I'm gonna make a, a mental note about Frenchman Street. I feel like I, when I go, I've, I've got to still see Bourbon Street. You got to see it. Yeah, see, see it to believe it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like if McDougal Street was ten times longer and it was constantly twelve a.m. on a Friday night. Sure, I love that. You know, you love it to walk through once. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I love that. I I almost need that. You don't need it. I gotta have that. My number seven. We're going up to the Bronx. The boogie down. We're going kind of around Fordham University in the Belmont neighborhood, and we're going down Arthur Avenue. Wow. Jesse's upset. I'm not upset. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I also have Arthur Avenue on my list. Joe list? Schindler's list. No, it's my, Lance, should I tell you where to have it on my list, or should I wait? Because we'll, we'll It's talk up about to you. It. We'll talk about it together. It's my number two. On my top nine streets. Oh, wow. It's my well, number dose. Yeah, I feel like you got to talk about it a little bit more because you have, you, yes, your memories are, your, you better describe it better than me if it's higher up on your list. Wow. That's now, you're really, now you're really raising the stakes. Make I'm going to make this one medium well. Cook it, cook it through. I love Arthur Avenue. My mom is from the Bronx, what we've talked about. She's from City Island. And I just remember going there a lot when we were younger. And it's like, uh, it's the real Little Italy. Arthur Avenue. It's the real, authentic, not touristy. No, no, like things on the, like hanging up to make it look like we're in Italy. It's it's Arthur Avenue. You know you're in the Bronx, but it's got all the old school Italian restaurants. Our favorite one was going to Dominic's in on Arthur Avenue. They got no menu. They yell at you when they walk in, but d- delicious food. Like no, no prices. They just like give you the check and it has like the total. They don't like list out what you what you got cash only there's the uh the bakeries it's just old school i love it i love the vibe i love you can go somewhere like that in new york have access to it kind of transplants you to a different time and it's it's kind of stayed we went there i think two years ago a year and a half ago when we went to city island and it just it feels like it's kind of stayed the same it hasn't been like there's no uh fast food restaurants within sight yeah it does it hasn't been like in that regard like there's no uh like gap there's no the gap right yeah yeah but you gotta look. yeah i do believe the, the research i've done because you know i'm doing research a lot now sure i'm doing a lot of research there are obviously still italian but also pretty significantly albanian interesting makes and sense. That makes historically sense. actually albanian uh immigrants have been behind like different italian restaurants i don't know if you know you know Ray's pizza like famous sure. Ray's pizza. Um, I believe 
that it was actually started by Albanians who real, I guess realized, or I don't know if this was done by accident, but that if they said like they were all famous Ray's pizza, then it would be like a more individually, they would all benefit. Right. That makes sense. Pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. And I feel like if you're a tourist, it kind of works. Like as in work. New York, I remember hearing that story and it kind of like demystified Rays. There, there's like an original Rays somewhere. Well, yeah, there's one on the, I think at the Upper West Side. Yeah. I think Action Bronson's Albanian. The guy knows food. Yeah. Guy's a good cook. Voldemort's Albanian also. Or he lived in Albania. Voldemort's from Albania? No, yeah, he's not from Albania, but he lived there when after Harry like half killed him, you know? That's where he hit out until he until he rose back again to power. Derek Rose. Guy's been playing well. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, but everything you said about Arthur Avenue, it's very distinct in a city full of distinct streets. And you gotta love it and appreciate it for that. And again, juxtaposed to Little Italy, Mulberry Street in Manhattan. It's you know, it's a theme park. It's right. I'm I'm kind of happy it's there in a way because it preserves this history, but it is so far removed from you know what it what it had been right which is just the kind of the natural progression of time i don't think it's any it's not like it's nobody's fault it just is what it is but sure. it's just a different thing sure i wonder if because arthur avenue is like a little bit farther away in the bronx and it's not as accessible if you're like in manhattan uh that's why it stayed the same like if, if it was like i feel like if you're a tourist you're not normally i don't think well there's there's it. that but i, I really think it's also a function of um, like when you, if you came to the States from Italy, at some point you stopped going into Manhattan because it was full. And True. then everyone who was Italian from little Italy left. Right. So I think there's a little bit of that. And yeah. And also it's not as like a, um, the development is not as, as strong. It's not close to as strong as it is in downtown Manhattan. Arthur Avenue is so famous that they, they made a cartoon about it. Arthur the Aardvark is based off of Arthur Avenue. I heard that. Yeah, great show. Top Mr. nine Rathburn. cartoon. Mr. Rathburn. Mr. Burns. Say number seven. Indeed.com. All right, Lancey, here we go. We're moving and grooving. My number nine. Um, top nine streets. It's West 45th Street in Manhattan, some say this is near Times Square because it is near, but to me, it's the theater district. West 45th Street has the most amount of theaters, Broadway theaters on the street. I just love it. It's got the Booth Theater, the Schoenfeld, the Jacobs Theater, all on this, all on West 45th. And this reminds me of coming into the city when I was a little kid, going to see shows with my parents, nostalgia, the bright lights, walking down, excited to go see a show. The it, It's not to me it's not a part of times squared it's its, its own entity west 45th it's got the, the bright lights of broadway i absolutely love it my number nine lance you reap what you show i'm showing the goods also birdman filmed filmed on that uh street i think the like west 45th and west 46 also have they both have a lot of uh theaters so i think west 45th has a lot that area to me just seems, it's always like, I just think of it as hectic and busy and I don't have the appreciation of the, the theater theater that you do. It's fair. 
I love it's the drums. It's, it, it's good for you, but it's not for me. Good for you. The uh, the show produced by Ian Hunt. Never never booked on it. I was never booked on it either. Yeah. Devin Booker. My number eight, Lance. This is going to be an interesting one. I like it because of the nostalgia again. I'm going down to Florida. I'm going to Glades Road in Boca Raton. Glades Road, just the nostalgia of getting on the Glades and just all the memories of driving up and down there, going down there like pretty much once a year for a long time with my family. And just the, the feeling of like being in Florida, going down Glades. If you, if you haven't been to Boca, just hop on Glades Road. It was between Glades and Jog. I love Jog as well. No, um, I'm not trying to knock Jog, but I'm a Glades guy through and through. Give me Glades Road any day of the week. Number eight. I was trying to jog my memory and being like, as I know, Glades Road, and now I'm looking at a map. And yeah, definitely been on Glades Road. Nessing uh, Florida Atlantic, I guess, is just north. Sure. Uh, but I my, my personal Florida is a little bit north. Uh, You're a Delray guy. I'm a Delray guy, exactly. Um, so I was like, Glades Road, I've been there. But yeah, that's. Uh, I was thinking about doing a personal Florida road and didn't do one. Didn't make the list, but you got to love driving in Florida. One thing I think about the Florida roads, I, I foreshadowed this, but a lot of pavement. Whole lot of pavement. Wide roads, which I think is, is good for those old drivers down there. It is very good for the old drivers. And there is some sense of that it's like clearly man-made. Like it almost, there's a stark juxtaposition with nature. It feels like humans conquered this place, right? which makes me a little bit uneasy. But then when you realize that it kind of has to be like that because it's swampy down there. Sure. So if you have infrastructure that's not, you know, tip-top pavement, then you might run into some issues. So Glades it is what it is. Some like man-made palm trees along the lining of it. It's, it's oh, made yeah. to seem like it's you're in like a, a natural forest, but it's all. I, it feels, it's like, to me, it's like natural artificial. Like, sure. you know that this is, there's a strong whiff of human engineeredness to it. Now I do. Growing up, I, I didn't know that. I thought, you know, when there's a, a palm tree in the middle of the highway, this, this must be just what beauty, beauty is, pavement and palm trees. This is true. This is what this is the narrative that 20th century like to paint. Matt Paint. Painter. Kid growing up. Microsoft Paint. That's how I learned how to, to draw. My number seven, Lance, you knocked it earlier. You, you threw it against the wall. You threw it in the trash. But I love it. It's, it's MacDougall Street. Oh, MacDougall Street. I love it. It's, I have a couple of other Manhattan streets in there, but I love MacDougall Street just for the hustle and bustle, the excitement. You can, you can get on it, walk down MacDougall and get off it pretty quick. I love specifically the cross streets where the comedy cellar is. Um, West Third. West Third and MacDougall. Just, I, I love it. I, lo- I love how the, the restaurant signs and the street signs and all like the shop signs are kind of all leaning over on the street. And at nighttime, they're all uh, lit up. It's a mix of tourists, a lot of comedians. I like how you walk down MacDougall, you're guaranteed to see, guaranteed to high see school. a comic. High school. High school. Musical. You're going to like run into someone you know. Oh, it's yeah. Like walking, I always say like walking around Manhattan in general is like walking the hallways of high school. Sure. If you do comedy, you're going to run into someone you know, but that area oh, especially. Yeah. 
I've seen camp friends. I've seen old high school friends walking down MacDougall. I also, the first, before I started doing stand-up, I approached Judah Friedlander outside of the comedy cellar on MacDougall and asked him, like, so how do you get into stand-up? And he was like, you just got to do it. And then I started doing it. And look at me now. I'm wearing a, a chef's cap, chef's whites. Love MacDougall. You got Mamoons. You got Minetta Tavern, Top 9 Burger. You have like pizza shops. Yeah, Ben's Pizza. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. So I thought about, I kind of briefly thought about including it. I think, especially the stretch we're talking about, it goes down a little bit further south past Houston Street, but nobody really, when you think of McDougal Street, you don't think about that part yeah. of it. Uh, you really just think of from Bleecker Street to really a one block stretch from Bleecker Street to West Third. And it is great. Uh, architecturally, as you said, it's very distinct. It's very unique. You have the comedy cellar. You have some pizza places. You have also, you have like Cafe Reggio, which is yeah. uh, a very old style coffee place. You have Minetta Tavern, which we've talked about on the pod. You have Monty's, this Italian restaurant that's been there for a hundred years. Sure. And the bustle is strong. The hustle is strong, but it's just, to me, it's been overtaken by like the drunk cohort. Cause there's like a few of the bars. If you go later, if you go just, weekends past it, eight o'clock, the, it gets pretty the energy is very, to me, mm-hmm. it's very uh, like too alcohol soaked and it just dominates it. And I think it's a shame because I think the street has a lot more to offer than that. Uh, it's a huge, there's a lot of stops on the street. Cafe Wa, that was another kind of sure. um, a place that's now a cocktail bar that was um like where they uh i can't i can't believe i can't think of the name off the top of my head it was on my tour that i've done um but basically where like marvelous miss mazel like the place where she performs mm-hmm. and bob dylan uh you know all these all these people yeah, it feels like a legendary um, place we got a lot it is of legendary like, historical legends and a lot of people have gone through a lot of legends of the hidden temple champions yeah temple university yeah, Billy. Cheesesteak. So that's your number seven? See Papa. Tom Papa. Right. My Tom number Tom. six, we're actually going to Smithtown. We're going to Smithtown, New York. We're actually going to Nissaquag, New York. It's like a little hamlet in Smithtown. By the way, a little bit of a side note. Kate has been telling me to listen to this podcast. Have you heard of the Long Island Serial Killer? Nope. So it's this really like awful uh there were these murders that were discovered in like 2010 or 11 uh like women who uh were sex workers just found like like their bodies were found um on this kind of like remote beach area uh on long island that kind of like in between jones beach and fire island i believe um anyway it's there's uh yeah so it's been this thing for like 10 years. Um, there's on the relatedly, there's a lot of corruption in the Suffolk County uh, got police uh, and district attorney. And there's been stuff done on this before. Um, but this podcast kind of goes into how this is all related. Um, and it's very fascinating. A lot of it also, there's a lot that happens in the town where I grew up, Smithtown. And I was vaguely aware of all this thing, this stuff, but I didn't really know the extent. And Kate had listened to it and she's like, yeah, I listened to this. Yeah. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm listening to it and listen. Listen, I'll, I'll say this. I love those kind of podcasts. I was a big fan of Serial. I've listened to a couple other murder podcasts. 
I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this. If I listen to that podcast, I'm going to want to know where Drood was during those times. I'm going to start, gonna start <laughs> right. interviewing Drood, make sure he's not a culprit. Look, also, my sister, I realize she doesn't say, she doesn't say listen, but she says, look. What do you think about look? Look falls right up, right next to listen. <laughs> look is better than listen because it's not like you're not. Look is, is, is a little less uh, harsh and a little less like demanding. It's like, look, I'll say this. Look, 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 look at the listens like I'm listening. You don't got to tell me to listen. Look like I'll look. Sometimes I'm like, I'm already looking. Exactly. I'm looking. Well, looks pretty good. That's, 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 it'll pass. It's, it is, it is listens neighbor. Yeah. It's, it's on, the less it's egregious. On the same street. Yeah. Less egregious, but where, where do you, why do you want me to look? You think I'm not looking? I'm looking. You're good looking. Anyway, we're going to Smithtown. We're going to River Road. Now this street, it's kind of a long winding street and you drive from the corner of, I lived pretty close to the corner of Edgewood Avenue and River Road. This is an intersection. If you go kind of, if you make a- oh, You're real farming a lot here. This is this real is farming a lot. This is, this if, is big. If you go crazy. north, if you go north on River Road, you end up going on this like winding street that's like, I don't know, 10 or 12 minutes. Um, you're seeing the, what's called the Nissaquag River and the Long Island Sound. So you're kind of overlooking the water. Um, there's a lot of very nice houses. It's the town of Smithtown is actually very old. It was founded uh, like in 1665. Um, and this area, you could tell like the way it was, it wasn't developed in the same way that the rest of the suburbs were, the rest of the town of Smithtown. You know, you could tell a lot of Long Island, they just like plopped it down in between like 1940 and 1965. And it just feels kind of like a little bit more artificial. Um, a lot Rick of parking lots. Yeah. Um, but this does not feel like that at all. And it's a very pleasant, windy road, a good drive. And I drove on it every day uh, when I worked at the beaches in Smithtown. It was a summer job that I, I've talked about this, I'm sure, a summer job that I had in between like high school and college years. So we're talking, you're, you're, when you're on that road, you're driving, you have a purpose. You're not going for joy rides down this road, are you? I'm not, but it's a good road to go on a joy ride. Oof. Kate and I actually went on like a quasi joy ride. We just like drove around it so she could see it uh, that's, once. That's a joy ride. Yeah. Watch that. Don't do that. <laughs> you don't want to get, you don't want to get on the bad side of road. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. No, no joy riding. All right. Well, this street gives me a lot of joy. My number five, it's actually kind of directly next to McDougal street. It is Mineta. Mineta Lane. I was thinking about it. It's so if you go, if you make a left, there's like a little kind of alley almost right at Minetta Tavern. And behind that, it's just this kind of almost hidden unknown street where technically you can drive through it, but nobody ever does because there's no, there's no real good reason to. And it's just kind of amazing that you have this quiet, almost street that you feel like is just your private street if you're ever walking on it. Everyone knows about it, but no one's ever on it because there's no there's no stores on it. It's just like the back of a bunch of restaurants and, and apartments and, and things like that. There is the Mineta. So Mineta, Mineta Lane, I think, is the one. There's two of them technically, but they're kind of they kind of work together in tandem. There is a theater, the Mineta yeah. Theater, I think it's called. I yeah. saw one of Colin Quinn's one man shows there. Same. It's a great theater. I love that theater. Yeah. 
Um, I saw Oh Hello there also. Oh, hello. We're kind of like Oh Hello if we started comedy 10 years earlier. Sure. We would have been able to go on Broadway. Broadway. Shout out to Tom Mulaney. He's he's getting divorced. I saw that. I heard and I heard from the the gossip machine. I like to think that we, I don't like to think it, but I think his, you might have heard about our snafu about Carnegie Hall and kind of <laughs> caused an argument between him and his wife. Like, I did play there. And she was like, no, you didn't. I'm on Lance's side. And he was like, I'm on Jesse's side. Who knows? It's probably. Manetta Lane, great Ally McBeal. I love that. I was, I was thinking about putting it on my top nine. It's also, we've, we've talked about him before. It's where that guy, uh, Tiger Hood, the street golfer would, would yes, often yes, whack balls. Yes, yes, um, Not whack balls, he would whack milk cartons. Great, great lane. And somehow that it seems like a perfect like street for like, you would think a lot of like homeless or people would kind of like uh, hang out over there or, or, or like it would be like a, a shady street, but it somehow stayed rather clean. Yeah, it's and, nice. And, yeah, Especially it's really nice. juxtaposed to McDougal. There's like fights on the street every second. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. When I take tour, I take tours down that that route, and, and people who don't know the street are always like, "Wow, it's like you've stumbled upon this almost like private thing." Right, it's a great one. Stum- stumbleupon.com. Stumble in. Internet. Love the internet. My number four is actually I think you'll you'll you won't see me having this, but I think you'll really like it. It is uh, promenade des des Anglais. Is that the the Nice France? In nice. In nice France. Up on the promenade. The promenade, the street. Another kind one. of right overlooking the beach. Wow. I'm not a big street wow. overlooking the beach guy because I think it kind of messes with nature in this unfortunate way, often. Where <clears throat> New York City is a great example. The West Side Highway, I think, is a very cool, especially the northern section of the West Side Highway when you're getting to like the Henry Hudson bridge or is that what it is um kind of the northern section when you're going like to the bronx and kind of out of the uh yeah out of manhattan it's like very scenic and beautiful beautiful no just like from when you're going to manhattan to the bronx so just like you're on the west side highway i think it's called like something henry hudson but anyway um especially up there it's like very beautiful the whole west side highway i think is like pretty cool in the sense that it overlooks the hudson but you get the sense that it's wasted space like we could have used it for New York city instead of like the, the cars. I always get that sense. I'm like, what could have been, but uh, imagine, I imagine you were not a big fan. They're, they're thinking about building a new jet stadium on the, that, on the West side highway. That would have been terrible. I think I don't, I don't know enough about it. I haven't done enough research personally. I didn't get any funding from the government or anything to really look into it and tell you what I think. Soon that would have been Hudson Yards, right? It was, it was where Hudson Yards is now. Yeah. 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 Um, And it was so, I mean, for the Jets, but also for the Olympic bid, the 2012 Olympic bid, it would have totally re-altered that area, but who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know enough to to comment, but uh, Promenade des Anglais is like, I think it really works. It kind of seamlessly works as like an important transportation artery. Like it seems like the main road where you're kind of passing through Nice, you're going into Nice. Um, it's overlooking the beach. Um, and I think it just is really well done. Joe said you had that on your list. I was thinking about it, but then I, I, I pulled it off the last second. 
great. I, I absolutely love that. That I love a street on the beach. I love the lookout when you get to the top. I love that you almost pooped your pants going up down that that street. Great memories being there. It's fantastic. I almost got my uh, bike stolen from me on that street. We've talked about this. Yeah, I sure have. A lot of memories. Yeah, it's a good one. That was your number four. We. Oui. Wee oui, wee oui, in my pants. I'm not wearing a diaper, Lance. My number six, it is the Little Italy version in Boston. It's Hanover Street. Hanover Street in the north end of Boston. It is closer to um, like the Little Italy in Manhattan than like Mulberry Street than it is to Arthur Avenue. But I, I like it's a very narrow street, Hanover Street in, on the north end. It's got all the Italian restaurants. It's got the it's got like my, my favorite cigar bar uh this place in, in on hanover street i forget the name of it but it's it's just oh i know quaint. it's i think it's called cigar bar binks yeah bingo binks binks you owe me a, a pepsi it's it's just maybe because i don't go there like i go there maybe once a year max that it's just i enjoy the vibes it, it is more touristy than uh most other streets that I enjoy, but Hanover, I'm, I'm, I'm going the under over. I'm going Hanover. You're not Hanover. It. I'm not hungover. No. Yeah. That's, that's it. a good one. I saw it briefly about like the North end in general. Yeah. I, but I've only really, I've been there like a few times, but I really only like really spent time there once. And it was like actually a few weeks before the virus in 20, it was like in January, 2020. But I think it is a great interconnected series of streets. And this is also what, I struggled with a little bit after proposing this streets are often effective in tandem. Like you, you could, you can't really separate a street from what's surrounding it. And the North end is a great example of that. There was, if you ever read, uh, do you know who Jane Jacobs is? No. She's like kind of like a urban sociologist that talked a lot about cities And she wrote this book, The Death and Life of Great American Cities in the 60s. And it was very prescient in the sense where she talked about kind of the building trends at the time and how they were terrible. And they kind of, a lot of them did turn out to be terrible. But one thing she talked about was the North End, how I guess it was considered like a slum. It was considered a bad area, like a not a poor area, not nice area, because it was Italians and, you know, still kind of more immigrants, not as acclimated into you know the uh the american dominant cultural opinion um but studies research was actually done love that and like the like uh all these different indicators of like health and happiness were higher in the north end um and a lot of this was uh traced to like the fact that you know maybe not just the street (laughs) marinara sauce and meatballs and cannolis But it kind of just went against like the modern thinking uh, of just like build really tall and kind of just, you know, wow people with these large buildings, but aren't really connected and interwoven into the fabric of a larger neighborhood. I can see that. Absolutely. That makes a whole lot of sense because that's that's why I like Hanover Street. It's like things, it's it's a lot of small buildings, but you feel like you're in a city and it's got the energy of a city, but it's not like the overwhelming big buildings you're not it's got like still the homey down-to-earth vibe which i like yeah yeah it's um like one of jane jacobs things is that 
uh, shorter blocks are preferable to longer streets because if you could like take multiple different routes to wherever you're going and it doesn't really alter your time, then you could have like a mix of commercial places and residences and it makes kind of the whole neighborhood a bit more vibrant as opposed to like if you have just one commercial strip and everything else is residential, right. it feels a little bit more disconnected. That makes a lot of sense. Seems like Jane Jacobs is a, a smart gal. Yeah. Good research by her. A lot of good research. She actually did the research. Love that. I, I got to have that. I might, I might look into that. My number five, Lance, it's my home, my home base currently. It's, it's where I, I, I go to every day. It's Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens, New York. Didn't really know much about Dittmar's before I moved here, but gosh dang it, do I love it. It's got a similar thing that we were just talking about where it's, Dittmar's Boulevard is the main strip. It's, there's no big buildings. There's no like high rises. It's, it's down to earth. A lot of great Greek restaurants, but now there's been, there's an Australian restaurant called Thirsty Koala, which is fantastic. There's a great Italian restaurant, Trattoria L'Encontro. Beautiful coffee shop, Queen's Room. It's, it's, it's got like on the weekends, it, it, it's got a little bit more energy, but in Astoria, comparatively, it's, it's, it's more of like a family oriented street. If you want, like, if you want like a younger vibe, you go to Broadway or 30th Avenue Astoria. And that's why I like Dimars. It's just, it's quieter, but it gives you access to all the things you want. If, if you're trying to get a, go to a restaurant, coffee shop, or, or really anything, sports bar. I love it. Dittmar's Boulevard. I think it really rocks real hard. It reminds me of like Dittmar's Von Ulrich. Don't know that. He's the, Lars Von Ulrich is the, he's the, one of the uh, singer. He's a Metallica. You're a Metallica guy? I could see you rocking out. No, but the final bit song, it's, it's, it's Edger Sandman. Wow. Full circle. Makes sense. Yeah. Now we have a different closer. But Metallica, I only really know like three songs. But I think those three songs. They, they have some jams. They got some yeah. interesting It's a hit. But I obviously don't know Did Mars as you know Did Mars, but I've always had good vibes when I've been there. That's the thing. It is like kind of far away from Manhattan and Brooklyn and, and everywhere. So I feel like a lot of my friends just haven't. I, in order to get them out here, it's, it's like a whole, it's a whole ordeal. It's like, oh, it's a whole plan a, plan a day around it. rigmarole. It's all rigmarole. But if people yeah. just knew how much what's going on out here, people would love it. Well, that's the thing where it's, that's one of the reasons though, probably why you like Astoria. If it was more convenient, I guess, in terms of the general city True. transportation, it wouldn't be what it is. It, it would probably have, you know, sweet greens in every I think it's moving in that direction though. There's been more and more. Yeah. There's, there's a Taco Bell and a Popeyes that just and a, a new Starbucks that have just popped up. It's more and more becoming more uh, mainstream and yeah. corporate. But yeah, at a slower pace. Yeah, I mean, I like. I've only really. I feel like I've been to Astoria mostly just for comedy. QED mostly, and a few other random places, but. Yeah, if it wasn't for comedy, I feel like I'd probably have only gone to Astoria like once or twice, maybe just to go. Taverna Kaklades is on Dittmar's. It's, the, I think, the best Greek restaurant in the city. It's out of this world. It's on Dittmar's. There it is. That's, could be Clip Bailey. My number three, we're going to Los Angeles. Hollywood. And we're going to Mulholland Drive. Wow, Ryan Mulholland. Can you quick Right. Yeah, I remember that guy. 
anyway, I think it's just like, it really should be my number one, to be honest. I think it's the best drive, like the best driving street that I've been on. It is like, I don't know, just like you could go on any time. Like I've, I'm thinking actually earlier in the morning and you kind of just get this, like the sun just kind of like soaks into the, like you while you're driving, you get like the way you're kind of on this hilly road, um, almost kind of like on top of the city because it's it's north and you're it's like elevated. Um, and it just kind of dips and turns and twists and you're driving by these like, you know, if you go to Runyon Canyon, uh, that's kind of, you you know, you're going there. Um, and I just have fond memories of, of driving on it. I think it's LA, there's a lot of great streets to drive on. Sunset Boulevard, I was talking about, um, Pacific Coast Highway, we've talked about, I think on the pod before, but I think that is the most vintage LA street there is. And you just feel like you're in a magical land. That's like, it's sunny all the time. It's great weather. I mean, I feel like if you drive, I'm not a convertible car guy, but I feel like that's like the ultimate street. If you did, if you like doing that stuff, if you like going on joy rides, take the top off and drive down there. I don't have a lot of LA experience driving around. I don't even know if I've been down Mulholland drive. My, my science teacher, sixth grade was Mrs. Mulholland. She was, did her research, but I've heard it's a legendary street. Sounds fantastic. I never seen that movie though. Mulholland drive. I feel like it's about a murder. So I really don't know what it's about. So, Sounds scary, yeah. Yeah. So that's my number three. My number two, it's kind of cheating because it's not a particular street, but there's only like one or two streets in this place, and I just thought they were all magical. I'm talking, we're going to Italy, we're going to the Amalfi Coast, and we're going to a small village town called Ravello. Darren Ravello. Peter Ravello and Kate and I, when we were on our honeymoon, we went to the Amalfi coast for a few days and we stayed in a town called Positano, which is very cool. Sure. One of the days we took a ferry to Amalfi, like, in, you know, right on the, on the, there's the town. It was pretty busy actually, but when you're in Amalfi, you could take a trail. Sorry, I burped. You could take a trail. Um, like a hike up kind of all the way up, like almost uh, mountainous, you know, kind of cliff type uh, to a town on the top of, on the top of this like mountain slash hill called Ravello. And we did this, it was pretty laborious and it was pretty fun. And then you get to this town and it's like this just very charming town um, with like kind of really two streets and you really do feel like you're in, like the 15th century love that sounds like fantastic carl anthony town and there were like kind of like you know more as you walk up like you do the hike and you kind of pass you kind of have to cross like more normal modern streets then when you get up there it's you know it's old it's old timers day (laughs) yeah mickey mantle and stogie bear out there exactly and it's like it's one of those you know it's really just like two or three streets but when you're there, it's like you see a car on the street and you're like, what are you doing? When you're there, you're family. Yeah. And it, it feels like kind of almost self-enclosed. And I don't know if it's right to include this in a street because it's really like a larger town. But I wanted to talk about how like sometimes the magic of streets is how they, they work together. And this is the way. I love that. 
I mean, if you're taking a street, it's going to, you're taking a street to get somewhere. All these streets, we're going somewhere on these streets. And that street took you somewhere special. It sounds fantastic. Jason Street. Don't know who that is. He's the star quarterback in Friday Night Lights. My number one. Oh, boy. We're going, we're staying in Europe. We're going to Copenhagen. And we're going to Straw. Huh? We're going to Straw. You got phlegm in your throat? Let it out. How? So, so the street is called, it's it's spelled S-T-R-O with like the line in it, G-E-T. So like stroke it, but it's pronounced Straw. You know I what? I don't stroke it. I'm going to, we're going to even take a, a Google Translate pronunciation. And we're going to do this live on the pod. Because this is how I was told it was pronounced. And I stroke it. Stroke it. Stroke it Beef stroganoff. I don't think I've ever had that. Have you? No. I wonder what it is. Who orders beef stroganoff? It's like, oh, you, this guy's really hungry. He's getting the stroganoff. Why don't you go uh, yeah, stroganoff in the do. bathroom? But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this street is like the famous walking street of Denmark. So, uh, or of, of Copenhagen. It's kind of wide. It's you walk on it and you just the way that I think Copenhagen is set up, it's kind of cool. It's like, there's kind of like the main area and then off the main area, there's like, uh, there's really, it's very hard to like bring a car into the main area. You can, but it's like almost impossible. It was um, a good street when there's, when you can't bring a car on it. Love that kind of street. Yeah. Um, and then like when you go a little bit outside of kind of the main area, there's like a few, four different, like almost like neighborhoods, I guess. Like, like say if we're using New York city as an example, say, um, Union Square is like the main area and then off the main area you have like the East Village, Chelsea sure. that's kind of like how Copenhagen is set up and Stral is in just a kind of like right through the heart of the main area and you're really just walking through the heart of the city, Kevin Hart's show on Comedy Central I believe Sure. Um, and it is I think the ultimate street because there's no cars it's just walking, it's wide but it also feels intimate in a way like you're at, you're in one with the city. It feels like, like the whole city is almost built around this street in a way. And it is just like, it's almost like the nexus of a city that I think is constructed extremely well that merges naturally with like the purpose of it. And then also isn't too like makes sense. It, it's not like, again, going to Manhattan, how, you have the West side highway, but it doesn't feel like it's the right use. It, it just feels like everything works and, and stall is the center of that. Meant to be. That's well said. I feel like I, the, the street you're describing is kind of almost like you're describing me. I'm, I'm wide, but I'm intimate. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Nexus. I'm, I'm a Nexus Lexus. I'm, I'm well-researched. I'm well-sighted. So that's, that sounds phenomenal. I'm, I'm not, I'm not designed for cars. No, you're not. Copacabana. I'm 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 coping to this. Coping coping with comics. Comics with coping. That's that's real inside. Always I've always it's on my bucket list to go to Copenhagen. Isabel Hagen. Not too shabby, Lance. Good list on you. I'll I'll be honest. Looking back at my list, we, we dropped the gun. I didn't get to say my number four. Oh boy. Holy mackerel, Lance. My number four. It's in the town I grew up in. It's where my pod parents live still to this day it is in hillsdale new jersey it's the main strip it's broadway oh 
Broadway. It's just the nostalgia. It's got Ken's Deli, the best deli, best bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll they can ever get. It's got Ronnie's Bagels. It's got Broadway Attractions, which is where I got my haircuts growing up from a women's hair salon. It's got the little park next to it on Broadway where you can, with a, uh, a cohiba, not a cohiba, a, uh, a gazebo, gazebo. Gazebo. I was like, I guess this is something I don't know. A gazebo. A gazebo. I got there. I'm fine. Gazebo, right gazebo vice. Nice. Um, Ray Bice should not have hit his Yikes. wife. Um, yeah, Broadway just uh, in the town. I was going to have my the street that I had growing up, but I didn't really want to reveal Parm where my pod parents go if we got those crazy Razorbacks kind of knocking on their door to yeah. get a picture of my... I, we don't need that. Asking for my mom's brisket. Go to Broadway. Go to Ken's Deli. You won't be disappointed. Get a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's fantastic. And it gives you a nice feel for the town. It's got an old school... It's a relatively old school feel, and it's got Cornerstone, the bar in town. It's got it's got everything you want in a small town. Fantastico. It's a beautiful thing. My number three, my favorite street in Manhattan. It's where I had my first apartment when I moved to Manhattan. I sublet an apartment on this off of the street for about six months. It's University Place. The street between Union Square and Washington Square Park, the best. It's got everything you want in a great street. And you wouldn't really, it's got a different energy than like the surrounding area. And then Manhattan, it's, it's got a low, it's got a, its own vibes. It's got cool restaurants. Not a lot of cars going down. It. Like most weekends, especially in the summertime, they close it off because they have like art festivals on the street, which is very cool. Check it out. Uh, it's got my favorite bar, Reservoir Bar that, survived the pandemic it's got a sports bar with like elevated food it's got all the kind of different restaurants you want some celeb sightings alec baldwin lives off of uh university also it was it's just uh unbelievable and it has like an nyu vibe there's a lot of nyu kids but when you walk down it you don't think like you're in a college street you're still in the city it's fantastic university place it has a very pleasant energy it sure does I always, when I'm around that street, I always like feel like not as like in it. And, you know, in the city, yeah, it's not as hectic. I also think like the bottom part of it when you're close to Washington Square Park is really nice. You got Washington Muse, you know, that like is NYU kind of like almost like a weird village thing. Yeah. That's really cool. And here you're talking about the restaurants and bars. I feel like the restaurants on there, and probably because it's like NYU territory, they're like, I feel like the places I've gone there, I've been to that Mexican restaurant. Uh, I've been to Vapiano, which is like yeah. a, Italian. I feel like they're all pretty good and they're all like affordable for the area. There's a mix. There's a, mostly affordable. There's a couple of fancy ones, but definitely a good mix. And then there's like a really good, I don't know if my, I, hopefully it's still there, but I get the sense it might not be from the pandemic, but on 8th Street, like right off University Place, there's this really good Italian panini. Yo Cantonori? Yeah. Yeah, that place I, think, I think I don't know. Actually, I don't know what it's called. But I think, they, I think it. they actually closed. My mom sent me yeah. a link that they closed. Yeah, they were. It was so good. That was amazing. Yeah, something will pop up again in this. But University Place. Popcorn. Remember when you thought popcorn was a meal? In between a meal and a snack. Yeah. My number two, we talked about it, Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, and then my number one. I don't love that I have it because we haven't really talked freeways and highways, but it's still 
It's got the best views of any street I've ever been on. It's Highway One, California. Yeah. Zooming down Highway One. We talked about it on previous pods. It's the best drive, the best views. You're along the ocean. And it has like a natural, naturalistic essence to it. Where it's, it's, it's not a man-made, obviously, highway. But it's, it's not like, it doesn't seem like it's, it, it's built around the area. It's yes. not disturbing like, like the, the, the natural uh, property. It's beautiful. Great bridges. Jeff Bridges. Highway 1. What more can I say? Disturbia. Yeah, that's I didn't include it. We I included it in my top nine views. I thought Mulholland Drive is better, and it's so it's long Highway One. So I I know the kind of the LA part of it, and I've done the drive, but it just just didn't make my list for cosmetic reasons, or I don't really know why. But it's a, it's a great one, and in terms of highways, you can't really get more scenic than that. Can't be ashamed to beat. No. Solid top nine. Solid list. Joe's list. Subscribe to the Patreon, everybody. Subscribe to the Patreon. We got bonus episodes. One bonus episode a month, plus two off-menu episodes. Support the podcast. Jesse, Jesse really kind of reveals himself. Reveal Scalpini even. I'm the same, but it's a good dynamic nonetheless. Six pence, none the richer. Is what we're going to be if you don't subscribe to the Patreon. Mike Pence. I call my wife my mother. He was vice president. Sure was. VP. Didn't make much pence to me, but, you know, that's where, that's where we were. That's where we were. We'll see. Let's see what happens to that guy. Yeah. Want to get in there? We got, our, we got our predictors. We got our predictions. We do got our predictors. Man, I said spread to the Patreon, and we didn't even get our predictions in. We got our predictions. Lance that's on me. It's all Gucci. Kate comes in this week. She's got some good LPPs, Lance. Here are some LP street treats. Wow. Nice. Street treats. Very nice from Kate. Coming in hot. Mulholland Drive in LA. Boom. Bingo, bingo. Boom. Frenchman Street in New Orleans. <laughs> wow. Kate is en fuego. Wow. Abbott Kinney in LA. That's a good one. I didn't think about it, but it's good. Laura Linney. Abbott Kinney. Atlantic Avenue in Delray. You thought about it. It's a little too many. It's like everyone, everyone on Atlantic Avenue is like in great shape, but also drinks a lot. Yeah. And like very overly tan. Yeah. And tight shirts. Yeah. Hudson Street. That's a good one. I thought about, I was like, I'm going to do a street in the West Village, Greenwich Village area, but I, I went with Mineta. Houston Street. Yeah. I'm not a huge like East Houston guy. West Houston, I think, is kind of cool. Like when it turns, but it's only a very small yeah. stretch when it turns into like a one lane. Sure. River Road in Smithtown. Yeah. Bang. Bango bingo. I did uh, when we were when we were um, driving around this weekend. We drove past it a few times, and I was like, "That's a good street." <laughs> wow. So. So that's that's you. You can't do that. That's 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 showing your cards to the predictor. I didn't say anything. I just said it's a good street. All right. Me and Phil Jackson. I didn't get. I didn't get to drive around with him. And see how he did. Settle up. Settle oh. on up. Can I? Is this is this real? Is this Phil? This is real. He actually said, 
I have to immediately assure our artisan that it's me. He's skittish after last week. Thank you. He knows my body through and through. Before even getting into it, he knows exactly how I feel. Yiddish and skittish. Oish <laughs> kebab. Saddle on up for a swift ride down Hilarity Highway. We're zooming. Now we're riding. Ride me, Phil. The streets recognize a return to vibes and energy. <laughs> sure do, Phil. What other man-made construct organizes humanity better than a lane, way, court, boulevard, route, or street? <laughs> this guy did his research. Buckle me up, plug the coordinates into the Garmin, and riding down those avenue chefs. <laughs> oh man, Phil Phil's refueled after last week. Seidel could never, in a million years, write that kind of beautiful artistry in that in that language. Literally, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to trip, travel, and traverse these mean streets like a junkyard dogwood. <laughs> Without any further ado, here's where Jay Iggs stomps. Stop me, Phil. Like I'm a grape. <laughs> Mac- For me, Phil. MacDool, bang, bang! Ditmars. Huge! California Highway 1. No, Phil! This man needs to be stopped! Broadway. In Hillsdale? This says Broadway. Huge! You got it! Broadway and Hillsdale. That's four for four. Houston. No way. Not even close. Jerome Ave and River Ave, a.k.a. Mariano Rivera Ave. That is a great call. Jerome Ave in the Bronx, the street that leads up to Yankee Stadium. So many memories going. That's that's a great one. Good call, Phil. My fault. And then he's got bonus. May have to bleep that out. <laughs> wow. He's got, he revealed farms where the pot. I thought when I was going to say, when I said that, I was like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Phil, we got, we got Brazerbacks. We got, we got random People listen to this pod. We can't have them coming. We got paparazzi ragazzi. Tom paparazzi. Great, great predictions there, Phil. Way to bounce back after being, after being missled, mild. What is M-I-S-L-E-D? I've been been mild. Eight mild. I've been missled. I've been fooled. Miso soup. Miso horny. Brazon, Phil Jackson. Brazon, Phil. Great, great one. You want to get into the QABs? Let's do it. Let's or you down. had something to say? No, I was going to say that. Let's, let's go down the next street. Next street over is there a QABs? Questionable street. You could lead off. Beautiful. I'm going to do another QAB from my Miami trip. I can't get enough of my Miami trip. Got a lot of material from it. Feels like it was a long time ago, though. <laughs> I bet you got a lot of material from going down here. I sure did. A lot of material. <laughs> Don't use your, don't use all this on your on stage. <laughs> uh, um, I like to, I'd be interested to see what you think about this. I was with my I stayed with my Demarcus cousin, um, and I told him even before I went down there, like if you have any plans, if you got anything going on, like I'm, I'm I, I enjoy like my own time, like Go I, solo I, dola. Don't yeah. don't mind me. Exactly. Don't bond me. Mind the gap. So one night, I think it was my third night down there. I was there for a week. He tells me uh, I'm going on a, a second date with a, a, a chica. Um, and then he, so I'm like, great, I'll, I'll go out on my own. And then like a few hours later, he's like, you know, you, you should come with us. Like you should come, you should come out to dinner with us. And then he starts making me 
feel like I'm the weirdo for being for not wanting to go. He's like, like, he's like, oh, you're coming, you're visiting me. Like, I don't, I haven't seen you in a while. You're not gonna come out to dinner. And first of all, it's like, I, I don't have any. I'm not putting any guilt on him, but he's the one who decided to go on a date while I'm visiting him, which I said was fine with me. Um, then he made it seem like you're being weird by not wanting to come. Like it would be a lot of fun. She will, she'll get to meet you. And I, first of all, I know that, I mean, this girl doesn't want me on this. Doesn't want me to come on this date. Why would she want to meet her? This guy's weird. Oh, did, did he say that you were Jay Ogs of Braze Bits? He didn't, he didn't real, real part who I am. But she like she he told me about a text. She texted him saying like, I can't wait to see you tonight. Imagine he responded like, "By the way, my uh my cousin's coming with. It's gonna be a great time." And it just made me feel like he made me feel self conscious about saying no. But I ultimately did not go. And that was the night that I squeezed lemon on a girl at a bar. I had a great night on my own, exploring uh, Miami. But I think it was it was QAB on my cousin's part for kind of turning the. I think he kind of if you really peel back the onion he felt guilty for for going on a date while i was visiting him so he was like he wanted to invite me and then kind of turned it on it's on his head and made me feel like well oh you're not gonna come qab to me yeah it's definitely qab right i think it's either i think you're you're yeah exactly second date i mean that's not the time no or the place miami's the place it is a place. It's a good place. But I think your interpretation of it is probably dead on. Another interpretation is he actually doesn't want, he didn't want things to like go further with this date, but then why say you want to go on the date? That's weird. So I think your interpretation is probably the right one. This is also very good. Very true. He, he, he told me he didn't want to, he wanted to keep things casual with this girl. Like he did, he didn't want to like, he wasn't, um, Trying to get very yeah. serious with her. Yeah. So I think by but bringing then, me, it would have been like, oh, we're just having dinner. He solves the, he still, yeah. But then it's just, a, I think it's a bad move. Yeah. Real, real wonky. I would have to call up the fireman and maybe Derek would come over and put out the flame. If you look it up, Fireman Derek's great bakery. But don't call and say that your cousin's a fireman. Yeah, very, very weird. You're, you're, yeah, it's, totally it's, validated. It's QAB. My QAB is revolves around our, this is the definition of like first world problem, first world problems. But for Mother's Day, we wanted to get, um, we had a nice, we had like a brunch that my sister was in charge of that we had on Sunday morning, but Saturday night we decided to get sushi. Okay. And we decided to get sushi from Kotobuki, which is a great sushi place. We've talked about a lot on the pod. They have a location about like 10 minutes away from uh, my parents' house. That one, it's very, the sushi is really good. The kind of like customer service is not good, but you know that it's like known. Uh, They almost don't need to. It's like a supply and demand thing where if they honestly, at this point, they would have to expand to like satisfy it. But anyway, so uh, Drode is like, you got to call, you got to try a bunch. They won't answer the phone. So this is like six o'clock. We start calling, no answer at all uh call just, just like 10, 10 times over the course of like uh half an hour no no answer um then we realize you could order online through doordash however kate has a shellfish allergy 
And we realized if we do DoorDash, this probably won't be like, there's a good chance this won't, you know, how DoorDash, like stuff. I actually never ordered on DoorDash, but we were like, we should not do that because it could be a problem because we're getting, we we're getting the large sushi for sushi for three, okay. which is like, you know, if they put a bunch of shellfish in there, then it's not good. So, so I said, you know what, maybe we just go there. Uh, we'll just go there because we also had to go food shopping. So I was like, let's just go there. We'll stop there before we go food shopping and we'll go food shopping and then hopefully it'll be ready by the time we come back we go there and i can't even get through the door um there's like people waiting to be seated but then there's also people waiting to to for pickup and i just stand there for like probably like seven minutes and there's like almost nobody in the front they just like disappear and just people are just waiting and you could feel the angry energy building up it was almost like Rob Stocky has this great bit about how you're waiting if you're waiting for the subway for like 25 minutes and how like the collective anger just swells and swells and swells. And it was one of those situations. But I saw they kept getting like uh, receipts printed or something. And I realized that was DoorDash orders. So they were like getting all these DoorDash orders, um, people waiting to be seated. Uh, It was very I ended up just walking out. I was like, this is a situation where they're not even going to like real. Also, you know, if everyone's wearing masks, like they're not even going to understand that I'm coming in person to place an order. And then clearly it's going to take a long time. So we ended up getting another sushi place that was, you know, they're very nice and it was very easy. Um, But I'm like, if you're going to do that, like, obviously if you're overwhelmed and you have this situation happening, why would you keep accepting DoorDash orders? You're not, you're like losing like the profit isn't being maximized because these companies just take from you. So like, why would you accept DoorDash orders and not accept direct orders? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not really QAB, but I'm just like, I get it. It's, it's uh, this is kind of the system that they have. It's very in demand. So they almost don't need to, they don't need to treat. They don't, they don't need to, they don't, it's not like they don't treat customers well. They just, you know, they don't go above and beyond uh, in customer experience. But why would you, why would you do DoorDash when, why would you go for them if you could, it doesn't, it's confusing to me. Only thing I can think of is, is that if you order on DoorDash, they don't need somebody to, order, to uh, take down orders. It's more convenient for them. Obviously they're taking a fee, but they don't have to have someone taking down orders, someone answering the phones. They just have the orders printed out like, automatically. But that, I also think some restaurants enjoy that look of like the crowded front door, people yeah. getting ang- angry in the front. It, it kind of builds the mystique of the place. Like this place must be great if people are getting all worked up about it. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's been there for at least 15 years. It's like just known as like really good, but also like difficult to get into. I mean, it, you know, it's now it's 75% indoor dining. It was full and this was like six 30. So it's like still pretty early. Wow. Um, and obviously the, the sushi is incredible. So it, it kind of, the sushi is incredible and the prices are really good. So they've clearly perfected the system where it's like, you could have an unpleasant customer service experience, but it, it kind of is what it is. And that's, that's fine. Good food. It stands the, the test of time. Yeah. The, the, the seasoning. It does. It's quab. What'd you guys end up getting? You say, what would you get else? We had this place. It's called Aji or Ahi uh, 53. You got to love a sushi place with like a number. Love a number. A random yeah. number. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And it's good. It's like, 
it's Kotobuki's better in terms of the sushi, but it's like not that much of a step down, and it's you know it's solid. Yeah, good, good sushi is always solid. Yeah, yeah. You want to bring in the closers number? Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Sweet sauce. Sweet sauce. Delicious. Scrumptious episode, Lance. I feel like started off you were you were waking up, and now you you, you look alive. You look. I'm o, I'm awake now. I'm woke. Yeah, you are. You you got a full <laughs> Stay day. Stay woke. You ain't no joke. You're, you're you're fully woke. You got anything to plug? Um, no. Subscribe to Braze Bits. Come to the comedy shop if you want to see the show. I'm there a lot. I think we're both there. I saw you and I are both there on Friday, May 21st. I think. 21st. 21st. I'm there. Full shows. I believe I am as well. I think I might be hosting one of them, but that'd be awesome. Come by if you're bridges back in the city, 730. Friday, May 21st. These shows, the weekend shows have been selling out. Uh, So if you do go try to make a reservation more than like a day before. Beautiful. Subscribe to the Patreon, support the pod kitchen, leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. That's all folks. Here, here, here. There, there. Peace. Peace, peace.